This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. So it's come to my attention that some of you have questions about the healthcare stocks, especially the drug stocks. We've seen rebounds in two hated sectors already this year, retail and energy. But the same can't be said about many of these healthcare stocks, and especially on the drug side. Is this going to be the next hot sector? Are the drug stocks going to be where the opportunities are? Or are these the value traps? I know I've covered some of these before on the value trap episodes, but this time I thought I'd cover just only the drug stocks and take a look at those again, because I know a lot of you are in them, especially these big cap biopharmas. And I thought I'd take another dive in because things change all the time. So you should be reevaluating your stock holdings and uh, checking out their earnings growth and things like that on a pretty routine basis, at least quarterly. So let's jump right into it because I got five stocks I'm going to cover this time. And the first one is Gilead. This is one that you're all asking me about. Tickers G-I-L-D. And $93 billion market cap, so it's one of the big guys. It is cheap still. It's got that P of 11.8. This is one of the few that pays the dividend, and it's a nice yield here at 3.2%. Now, um, some may say they have to pay the dividend because you wouldn't stay in it. Year-to-date, the shares are down 3.3%. That's not too awful, and but they're down 13.3% over the last two years. And meanwhile, the S&P 500, if you had just bought the index like the SPY, you'd be up 34%. So down 13 versus up 34, that's a pretty big swing there for those of you who are remaining patient and still holding on to this. So let's take a look at the earnings because remember, value stock or value trap has to do with the earnings and whether or not they're increasing or if they're on the decline. So Gilead made 884 in 2017. And then taking a look at 2018, it's not good. <laughs> Expected to make $6.10. That's a 31% decline in earnings. 10 estimates are lower over the last 60 days. So the analysts are all pretty bearish on the outlook for this year. Now, remember with these big companies, they will be looking for earnings growth and revenue and earnings growth via acquisitions, most likely, even though sure they have an R&D wing, but if that's not working, they'll just go out and buy something. So a lot of them will be acquiring, but doesn't always mean an immediate turnaround in those earnings as we're seeing right here. So I don't really like that 31% decline. They're asking me to stay patient, it looks like, for quite a bit longer. And I'm not really that patient when the earnings are sliding in the wrong direction. So this one, I'm sorry to say, is a value trap still right here and um, I would not be jumping in at this time. Um, if you're still in it, obviously you have some patience, you are getting that dividend, but the turnaround, like I said, is not probably gonna happen this year, at least in the earnings. Uh, the shares may start to turn around ahead of the earnings turnaround if people get whiff of something good in the making. But um, otherwise, yeah, Gilead, it's not where I wanna be in 2018. So second stock is Biogen, B-I-I-B. This one's also cheap as a P of 12.9, also a mega cap, 64 billion market cap with this one, but you're not getting a dividend for your troubles here. 
Um, so no, no help from the dividend, but let's look at what the shares have done. So year to date down 8.4%. So that's made them cheaper. Over two years, though, they're up 28.5%. So that's not too bad because, like I said, the S&P 500 is up 34.5%. So you're still trailing it a little bit, but at least you have some gains there while the rest of the market is up. So that's not so awful. And let's look at those earnings. So in 2017, they made 21.81, expected to make 23.85 this year. That's a gain of 9.3%. And the estimates actually have been cut in the last 60 days, but we still have them rising overall. So I like that, even though the analysts didn't like what they heard in the last quarterly report, and maybe they were getting a little too bullish, so they cut them back a bit. But you're still getting almost a 10% earnings growth here on a mega cap. That's pretty good. So Biogen looks cheap, and it's not a value trap right here. Let's take a look at a third stock, also cheap, Celgene, ticker CELG. PE is just 9.2, and that's because the shares are down 27% year to date. That's that's pretty rough right there. So looks like it could be a buying opportunity maybe. Two-year return down 21.5 versus a gain of 34.5 in the S&P, so almost a 50% swing there. That's pretty brutal, you know. Um, yeah, it's like I said, that's why you all have these questions about the drug stocks, right? Because it's it's not been good. But taking a look at those earnings, let's look. They made 744 in 2017, and 2018 is looking at 851. So we are gonna see earnings growth there, 14%. That's not too bad. Nine of are higher, nine of the estimates, five are lower within the last 60 days. So a little bit bullish there consensus-wise, but the analysts just kind of right-sizing what they thought would happen in 2018 after that first earnings report came in. So Celgene, yeah, it's cheap. Shares are down big, but doesn't look like a value trap here, at least on the earnings side. So I like that, and this could be a buying opportunity in Celgene. You're not getting any, any dividend here for your troubles either. But if you're not in it yet and you haven't suffered any of the pain, uh, this might be one to take a look at. So Celgene. Number four, we're switching over to the drug, uh, generic drug side, and that's with Lynette, LCI is the ticker there. This one is dirt cheap, which is why I'm including it. There's a lot of the generic drug makers. Most of them are cheap. But this one, PE of 5.3. Yeah, 5.3. This is a small cap, market cap of $631 million. Um, No dividend here either. Year to date. Ooh, shares down 31%. Two years, down 35 Remember, the S&P is up about 35 in that time period. So I shouldn't laugh, but 70% swing there if you were a buy and hold type investor. Now, in full disclosure, I used to own Lynette. I can't remember now, maybe a year, year and a half ago. I bought it because it was cheap and it did look like they were going to start to turn it around, but that didn't happen. I think I only owned it like four months, five months maybe. Um, and then I, I got out of it. So yeah, these are hard because they have not turned around. So let's look at the earnings. They are on the fiscal calendar year. So in fiscal 2017, they made 286. And then this fiscal year, of which they only have one quarter left, 
they are expected to make 312. So that's 9% growth. So that doesn't sound too bad. But then looking at fiscal 2019, which starts in just a couple months, it's lower again, back down to 278. So that's a decline of 11%. So I'm not really liking that, even though we're seeing a little bit of bump this year. But even with this year's earnings estimates, three estimates have been lowered in the last two months and only one has been raised. So the analysts are still tinkering around with this year's estimates. I still expect to see some growth there since they only have a quarter left. But next year doesn't look like there's going to be a big rebound and that even though these shares are cheap, you're not really getting much for the cheapness. You're not getting any earnings growth there. So, no, I still don't like this one. I still consider it a value trap here with Lynette. And then we're going to turn to one of the ones that's really been beaten around, let's just say. And it's been in the news last couple of years now, Valiant VRX. Now, they are generic drugs over the counter, but they also bought Bausch & Lomb. So they have a lot of like uh, healthcare products now. And they just recently announced that they're going to change their name. They're going to get rid of the Valiant taint is kind of what I would call it. They're going to get rid of that. And they're going to change their name in July of 2018. So just a few weeks here to Bausch Health Companies to reflect the um, eye, the lens part of the business and the product part of the business and kind of de-emphasize a little bit the generics and over-the-counter part of the business. So just so you're aware, um, they're going to change their name. I'm not sure what the ticker is going to be, but that'll come out soon. But this is a $9 billion market cap, so they're not real small. They're on the cusp of being one of the big caps. A big mid-cap is what I would describe. They're still really cheap PE of about eight now, but shares have really rebounded Year-to-date up 22% I have versus just 3.4% for the S&P. So really seen a rebound there. And then over the last two years, you can see some of the recovery thanks to what's going on this year. The shares are now up 20.7% versus S&P at 34 so, but if you owned before th this year, before 2018, you likely saw some pain there. Let's take a look at those earnings. 2017, 383. Now, 2018, 333. So that's a decline of 13%. Um, but they're supposed to turn around a bit in 2019, up 6.5% in 2019. So I like that those estimates are going to turn around in 2019. But um, I don't really like what's happening this year with the decline. Although eight estimates have been raised in the last 60 days. So I like that. Um, this is kind of a mixed one. It seems to be bottoming and it seems like they're turning around, but you're going to have to take a deeper dive into what exactly is happening over there. And to be honest, a lot of investors don't really trust Valiant still after what's gone on. Um, probably that's also playing into the name change. They're going to try to start a little bit fresher without the former, you know, uh, stigma of what went on. So, but this is one to kind of watch. I would say... It's not totally a value trap here, but you're going to have to dig in a little bit deeper to find out if 
finally, this is the bottom on those earnings. And just even in the whole entire healthcare area, there's more than just the drug stocks. Remember, you you do have the product side. We have the health insurers. There's the hospitals. There's, gosh, there's like the rehab type of companies. There's even staffing companies that focus just on healthcare. So this is a big category and not everything is in the same uh, troubles or, you know, having the same issues. I took a look at some of the health insurers like Humana, that's ticker H-U-M. They aren't cheap. They have a P of 21, uh, but big earnings growth, 2018, almost 20%, and 2019, 21%. So they are not having any issues. And then some of the device companies like Intuitive Surgical, ISRG, Clearly not a value stack, but they have a lot of things going for them using technology to improve the health of people there. So PE 47 times, um, but they're one of the big caps and that stock has been soaring. So there are opportunities in the healthcare stocks, but the this group, the drug stocks in particular, have been cheap for a while. I know a lot of you value investors have been digging into them. And wondering, should I stay in this? And it's hard to stay in these stocks when they've been down for a couple of years in a row, as some of these have, and the rest of the market is soaring. That's pretty much when everybody abandons ship, right? And that's understandable because some of these, as I said, had a 70% swing versus the S&P 500. And that's a lot of money to leave on the table, especially if you're a long-term investor to lose out on those gains. So... um, Yeah, let's recap what is going on with some of these. So Gilead, G-I-L-D, that's a value trap right now because we got declining estimates, pretty severe decline too. So that's not really a close call. Then we had Biogen, B-I-I-B. That does not look like a value trap here. It's just cheap. Celgene, also not a value trap. Rising earnings there, C-E-L-G is that ticker. Lynette, still does not look good. LCI is the ticker there, even though it's dirt cheap, staying away from that one. And Valiant, this is the iffy one. VRX is currently the ticker. Looks like it could be bottoming, um, but the shares are up big probably on that forward-looking other. The Wall Street's got no whiff that this could be the bottom. <laughs> so we're not alone in checking this out. And uh, a lot of people probably like the addition of the Bosch and Lom business there too. So so Valiant VRX. And remember, I cover the value trap type stocks pretty often here on the Value Investor Podcast, and you don't want to miss a single episode. So be sure to subscribe. We're on SoundCloud, of course. Oh, no, we're on, I'm sorry, Spotify as a standalone show. You can get Value Investor Podcast on Spotify. You can get it on Apple Podcast and on SoundCloud, but we're under the Market Edge name on SoundCloud. So you can get us on SoundCloud just under the Zach's Market Edge over there, but you'll get two for one shows if you subscribe over there. So either way, be sure to get all of our episodes so you don't miss a single one because I'm always bringing you the value stock picks here. And there is still a lot of value out there. All of these stocks were trading under 15 times and most were in single digits. So no troubles there. It's just a matter of value stocks that people want to buy 
buy? <laughs> That's the question, right? Um, value stocks usually not real popular, and this is the reason why. Because you got to have the patience, and strong stomach sometimes, and you got to go against the crowd, especially in these drug stocks. So uh, keep that in mind, and be sure to subscribe. And I'll see you again next time. <laughs>